Murphy, the veteran, the sidestep, the banana, Mark Murphy! Might have no choice. It starts right, it swings back. What a goal! Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Blues podcast. I'm your host, Luke. JB and Tassa with me yet again after a week off. And it is after a 19-point defeat to the abysmal Gold Coast Suns where I think it is finally time for Carlton fans and Carlton people all over the country to draw a line through our names for season 2021. Tass, how are you? I'm fine, man. I'm fine, you know. I think it's just a confirmation of the reality that we already knew. Um yeah, I don't really have much to say to be honest. I mean, we can, we can, you know, sit here and complain all we like, but at the end of the day, we know that the club does nothing to change anything for the better, um, football-wise. So you know, like, what are what are we to do? We can we can sit here, rock up, and complain about the game, and you know. We can be put our coaches' hats on and come up with things that you think people that are paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with could come up with. But apparently, the guy sitting behind a microphone on a Monday night can come up with better ideas than the than the coaching group. So, you know, like I think what summed it up really, and, and the boys at the Prendergast said the same thing last night, and and I, I think we all thought it at the start of the game was when I saw Sam Rolsch off halfback running with Took Miller. I was like, uh, yeah, this this game's over before it's even started. So, you know, I think that for a quick summation, I think that's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that, I, I, I thought I could smell trouble early because where's the one position you don't want Sam Walsh to be as an opposition player? You don't want him in the midfield. Where did we play him? Not in the midfield, from the, from the get-go. Obviously, he worked in there, but it's a bad look to start with. It never really got any better to watch. It was just, it was a very tough spectacle, which happens to be a lot of the a lot of the cases with Carlton games these days. But yeah, that that opening bounce really bugged me. I was already annoyed before the game had even started, um, and it wasn't long before they kicked that first goal to really then piss me off even more. But um, JB, how are you, mate? Oh, pretty good. Didn't we win? Was oh no, no mate. sorry, yeah. Don't be yeah, silly. Wrong game. Um, oh, just never, never comfortable leading up in the Saturday, just because you just didn't know. But um, what's what's the quote? For me once, shame on you. For me twice, shame on maybe shame on you as well. But for me three times, hey, shame for, on me. And for me seven hundred and ten times. But I think mate. it's, but I think it's about seven hundred times now. Yeah, so. Shame on us. Shame, shame, shame. What's I'm the, gonna... the word in Greek? Krima. The Krima for us. Shame Krima. for us. <laughs> for Greek brethren out there, which I'm sure you're feeling our pain. Is... Just, yeah, and exactly that same Walsh one. Just like you just knew from the start. You see it. You see him there. With, like, this is either going to be a one-point win that we just managed to eke out or we're losing. We're no, there's no chance of winning comfortably if we're playing like that. We played... So safe, so conservative compared to what last week was. And you see the different results and you wonder why it still happens. It's I, I, 
I said I said it to you to at the start of the game. I said it was very Graham Arnold esque. You know, we came out <laughs> in the, we came out in the Olympics. We came out in the Olympics in that first game and we absolutely took it to Spain. Was it? Uh, no, Argentina. sorry, uh, Argentina. Then we go out against Spain and we've gone full defense, defensive mode, changed everything that worked. Um, and it, was, it, it gave me the same uh, sort of energy as that one. But you know um, also, um, also the other similarity as well, I find a coach, a coach a little out of his depth. I don't <laughs> like Graham Arnold for the Socceroos and that's another similarity we can draw. Obviously, it's not a, Socceroos podcast, although it might be a, be more fun talking about it compared to Carlton at the moment. But um, no, it wouldn't be because they're just as much of a letdown as Carlton is. Hey, we could become an yeah, analogy fine. podcast though. This is fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's just talk about the Socceroos and their failures instead of Carlton <laughs> falling. Connected. What is? What can we call it? Connected dots. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. There we go. Sword. Um, but um, but yeah, it's the exact same thing. That Arnie, yeah, Graham Arnold, very yeah, the Arnie ball. Just very defensive. Just and you and they pay the price. It's it's just also like... sorry. Also another another both wearing red and yellow. Yeah, the opposition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I thought I'd just draw that comparison. There you go. Yeah, it, it took me a little bit to understand that, but we got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. I mean, we could have the same conversation we have every week, and it will probably head down that route at some stage. However, I'm going to change it up. I'm just going to go straight to our votes from the get-go because I really think we're at a stage of the season now where, yeah, we'll talk about the game, but it's more talking about the direction of the club going forward, especially given all the internal drama that's been going on over the past few weeks. So I'll kick us off with my votes. And (laughs) I say to you, Tass, before we started recording, this was hard. I struggled so hard. I gave the three to Weedering. Then two and one were so tough. So I ended up giving Honey two. I thought he provided some really good pressure, kicked two goals, um, a shining light in what was a really shit game to watch. And then one I really struggled to give out, and I actually gave it to Charlie Kerno just because he saw the game out and I he excites me. And that that goal he kicked in the first quarter, how he got the ball spinning that way was I just he absurd. It was amazing. So... You know, good on you, Charlie. That's you get a, um, um, you have a soft spot in my heart, and you get a vote for it. Basically, Tass, is how did you go um, with your votes? Sorry, is that the first vote for the Brad Fisher MVP for Charlie Kerner? Ever? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Well there you go. There it is. History has been made. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking all sorts of records here at the Unlucky Blues. Um, yeah, I went weedering three, honey two. Um, Charlie Kerner is actually a good shout. He had twelve touches, the boy. So. Um, that's an improvement on his four from last week, I believe, which is mm. a good, good, good thing to say. Um, I gave one to Silvani just because I didn't know who else to give it to. And I figured he's the only one that plays with any sort of heart. So um, he can have my vote. Oh, hey, votes, do I? Oh, votes for the, what was it? The Nick Holman, Adam Starr, Daniel Gorringe Cup. Um, <laughs> surprised Nick Coleman didn't get a run because against us he would have gotten forty touches and three nah, goals. I think so. he's he think he's injured or suspended uh, or one which, of the two. Uh, a, he would be out there. He would have kicked three. He would have kicked three and had forty for sure. Hmm. Um, three, yeah, Weedering, yeah, bit better on the other twin this time round. Um, 
as per two. Yeah, two. I like I like Tunny. He was a bit taller than I thought as well, which means he can be a bit more of a leading marking target as well. Which is good. He's still his pace is still still surprises me. I didn't realize someone could be that quick. Um, one was the hardest. I, I on reflection, I feel like giving it to Martin. Yep. But yeah, I'll give it to him. Why not? He's he can have it. Oh, sorry, the I Jack think... Martin Cup as well. Sorry. No, there, another... that's another one. Oh, you yeah. know, Jack Martin, I think, has really gone under the radar over the past month. I think he's been fantastic. Um, and I thought, yeah, again, he was really serviceable again on the weekend. Obviously not his best game, but he's playing his role really well as that mid-size forward, providing an option when we haven't really had one other than Mackay up there. And one thing I want to point out from the game was why... Just why are we changing things that work, but not changing the things that don't work? So obviously we've been calling out for so many different changes. I can't even think of one off the top of my head. There's been that many, but one thing that's worked all year clearly is Harry Mackay kicking goals. He's leading Cole medal by 10 goals. Yet he spent the whole first half, the whole really first three quarters until he hurt his shoulder up on the half-back line, basically, leading up. That's Charlie's role. Now, I know Charlie's probably not 100% fit, but if he's in the team, he's got to play his role. Harry Mackay's role is to stick in the 50 and kick goals. It's worked for us all year, and yet Charlie was the one that had to stay home and do all the work, and realistically, he's not that kind of player. JB, I see you waving your hands around. What what are you thinking? I saw this. Like, It's great that you can have the ability to do that when you've got two key forwards in there. But when you've got them the wrong way around, considering how different they are and how much of a difference it made, just another failure on on Carlton's part. Because I think it would have been better to have Kerno there because it wouldn't have been as physical in terms of contested marks and whatnot. All of it's just pretty much him running, which he is, despite the injuries. He's still pretty athletic. He'll still run out as much as he can. And even then, Jack Martin can swap in for a few times. Because I saw and, the and- one... Sorry, yep. You had the bit where Mackay is doing the quick kick, handball, quick kick. It's like, mm. what's he doing? He looks too... Especially when you've got someone kicking goals. He kicked five last weekend. What is he doing running up in the back line? And, I understand and, and, that that's what that's what you want to do, having the two key forwards, but they got the, the match they got him mixed completely up. wrong. And, and the thing is, Charlie proved in the opportunities that he got on the weekend, he proved how good of a field kick he was. They were beautiful kicks that he had when he was hitting up targets in the 50. And just when he worked his way. Was he hit bets? Yeah, that one he hit bets. He barely he barely even tried and it just it was so smooth and it hit him perfectly, right? Perfectly weighted kick. It gave it to Betts 20 meters out on a bit of an angle and Betts slots it. And I think that's the thing that makes Charlie so special. And there was always talks when Charlie was you know, coming up uh, when he was before the injuries all hit about how he could work through the midfield. That's because he's that player who can work up the ground. Harry Mackay. technically very good. Yeah. Harry Mackay. Let's be honest. He kicks goals and that's about it. Takes some good marks, kicks some goals. He that's moves, it. He, he moves, moves well for a big yeah, guy. But, but he's not, he's not a player you want around the ground doing all the hard work there. He's the one you want to be finishing it off with. And yet, and it's worked for us all year. That's the shining light of this season. Him and Sam Walsh are the shining lights. And Weedering. Yep. And yet, 
the, the thing that's worked all year, the, one of the few things that's worked all year, we changed it. Tass, you've been shaking your head. You just look grumpy now already. I'm just defeated, man. Seriously. Like, I'm listening to us talk, and I can, I can hear it in our voice. Like, we're just all tired. We're all defeated. It, it's... I'd say we're sick of it, but, like... There's not even a word for it. it it's just... It's, so, it's things that... Again, I go back like- to the point... We can come up with it. We've never played the bloody game in our lives competitively, and we can come up with oh. it. And these guys, oh, well, okay, school football. All right, we've played school football in the six Ds and the, and the seven Cs and whatever. Um, but we can sit here and come up with it, and these clowns can't. That That's what kills me the most, mate. It's like we've spoken for years about having this three-headed monster, Charlie Kernow, Mitch McGovern, Harry Mackay. We get the opportunity to put two of them in there, to put two tall marking targets in the forward line, and you have your best key forward leading the Coleman medal playing on the wing. I mean, but, what are you doing? What are you doing? Gosh, you, are you, so, are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at, I'm not surprised. I was going to say, it's like the, is there is there like a... The German word Schadenfreude, finding happiness in someone's misfortune. I think there might be a own like internal word for that. We find our own happiness in our own misfortune. Instead of supporting this stupid, stupid club. Look, very, very. My dad, man, loyal supporter of this football club for all of his life. Nine on fifty. Member for twenty five years, and he said to me the other day, Tass, if they don't clean out this club. I don't even think I'm going to buy a membership next year. It's funny you now, say that. It's funny that, you say that. You know what my dad said? Yeah. My dad, my dad, he said, my dad wants Teague out. And he says, he's been his whole life uh, a member at Carlton. And he said, if we sack Teague, I'll be happy. But, and then this is the stubborn old man in him. He says, if we bring in Clarkson, I'm gone. He's a thug. Oh. I'm not going to forgive him for what he's done in the past. I'm going to support Brisbane like your sister, and uh, so yeah, I think I think the old the old men that have seen success, even those ones are getting pissed off, which is a worry because, um, oh, they're the ones that have been sort of the optimists in, my, in all this time, and now they're gone. So they're yeah, the ones dark. that are keeping us around, mate. You know, like you live for the days where you go to the footy with your parents, and as much as you you, you get away from that when you get a bit older, it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, well. <laughs> It's, it's like you know, it's they're they're the ones that roped you in, and now they're getting pissed off. It's like, well, what what am I still here for? Not, you know, not 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 roped, that's not roped, sucked us in, sucked in. Well, it's funny, <laughs> it's up. funny, and you know, I think back to a moment from when I was much younger. Um, I uh, I can't remember what jump. I think I had a an old Andrew Mackay shirt, a number five, and. Number five. It was time to get a new one because I'd grown out of it. And I was, I was very young at the time. And I said, Dad, I need a new footy jumper. And obviously, when we were growing up, we were terrible. And Dad rolled his eyes because he assumed I was going to say I wanted a different team. And he, said, and, I, and he said, all right, what jumper do you want? And I said, a Carlton jumper. I was probably, I reckon I would have been seven or eight. And then this is when I got my Eddie Betts shirt. Um, 
and dad's like right taking it down to the to the store right now this moment before i change my mind walking in walking in and and now like and now i can relate to why he was so shocked when i said it because it's just <laughs> shit it's shit yeah i had um yeah andrew mckay yeah it's like my brother always had andrew mckay instead of um when everyone had kuda feedies i was a Silvani man yeah with the jump yeah um I remember yeah like 2005 um, our first one probably would have been our first wooden spoon west coast of Dorma. I my sister and me yeah west, we'll get a west coast jump we'll start going for west coast <laughs> jeez I mean, and that, I'm still happy I didn't make the choice but you always and, even younger you always think about it and that's that's why my sister went to Brisbane in the end because when she was younger Brisbane had success she jumped ship and I can see I mean I don't agree with the decision but I also don't see why it was a bad decision because in hindsight, I mean, neither team's had success yet, but they're looking at much better than we are right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to think. Going back to the the sad stuff, um, I mean, we have actually a positive that I think we need to talk about because we obviously didn't put an episode out last week. Um, it's been good to see a few players get a bit more of an opportunity highlighted by Lockie O'Brien. Uh, he's playing for his life um, and I'm not a fan of him. However, it's good to see that he has really taken this opportunity by the scruff of the neck and he's actually given it a crack, which is more to say than what he's done in the past. I think anyway, he obviously was really great uh, previously in the win against St Kilda. He had a great game. Uh, we didn't do our votes um, for you guys here, but we we did it privately in our group chat, and O'Brien did get some votes, so it showed that he had a pretty good game. And um, this week, I mean, he wasn't as good, but he was running around was. putting pressure. He was actually putting pressure on, which I haven't seen him do before. So it's a good to, it's good to see players getting a chance. And what are you, what are your thoughts on him, JB? I know you you wanted to see him get a go. That time, like yeah, he, like he wasn't. I don't think he was the best against Gold Coast, but then again, who really was? And he was probably, he was still, we just seem still working hard despite not playing. Because I think earlier in his career, he was very good when the team played well and he benefited off that. But when we weren't playing well, he was always one of the first ones to be noticed to not be playing well. So, and then from that, not putting in the effort. So it was good to see him always put in the effort despite the result not going his way, the team's way. So, um, and he had good moments to use the ball, which I think he, he did pretty well. So hopefully he stays. I think one of the issues has been ball use and he's a, he's a key. Um, That's one of his great skills. So hopefully we can find a spot for him or find a way to use his skills. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, I don't think we're going to get what he's worth if we get rid of him. Now I don't like him. I don't really, I don't see how he fits in at our team, which is, the harsh reality of it for him. And I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. However, I don't really want to get rid of him if it's just for a third or fourth round pick. You know, I think it needs to be something more than that because at the end of the day, he was pick 10. So he's got potential. He's shown that he is capable of playing at a decent enough level. And realistically, he's got so much more upside than a Jack Nunes does. Nunes, he does his role each week. He'll get his customary goal to keep his spot. But realistically, from this point onwards, he's a downhill skier. He's not going to get any better. He's just going to deteriorate with age. He's that's got, the, that's he's the harsh the reality. Frio, and that's about it. 
And no, but he's played a really good role for us at times. And when he plays well, it's noticeable. But at his age, Lockie O'Brien can do a very similar role. And I don't see the reasoning in playing Jack Nunes over O'Brien. I saw on Twitter a few people having a real crack at Jack Nunes, which I think was unfair because if there's a group of them, it shouldn't just be him singled out. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts, Tass, on the whole Lockie O'Brien getting a go? Um, I, I like to put it this way. In his position is Matthew Cottrell and Lockie O'Brien. Jack Nunes, I think, is more is more of a dynamic player. He can sort of play back as well a little bit. But the two the two wingmen that we have that are specifically wingmen are Lockie O'Brien and Matthew Cottrell. Now, the thing that Cottrell offers that O'Brien doesn't is defensive tackling and that sort of stuff. But the thing that O'Brien offers that Cottrell doesn't is accurate kicking and accurate disposal and good ball use. For me, the, tr- the trade-off of the two is it's more beneficial to have the good disposal and the accurate kicking and the entries inside 50 that will hit targets rather than have that tackling. Because for me, I think you're... And, and look, don't get me wrong, your, your work without the ball is just as important as your work with the ball, but your work with the ball is what kicks your goals. And I think that Lockie O'Brien is deserving of a list spot next year purely over Matthew Cottrell, purely because um, he uses the ball 100 times better than Cotters does. Um, So I guess that's sort of where I'm going with it. I'm I'm not sure whether you guys agree or not, but um, that's the sort of way I'm thinking about it. But, But Tass, he runs. Oh, shit, I forgot he runs. Most important. Yeah. No one else can. Yeah, no one else runs, do they? But the rea- the, the sad the reality of it is, guys, that it, doesn't, it sounds stupid to say, but who would have thought running pressure, hard tackling, and then also good foot skills, they're both things that we are really lacking in. Two very fundamental elements of a good team and we're lacking in them. And they're two players who can provide eat both of them. However, they have one of it and they don't have the other. It just, we can't find a player who can, can fit we, both. Can't merge them into one. Could you play them on opposite wings? That'd Could be a bit of an ugly looking, that'd be looking ugly looking person if you merge them together. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is look, but this conversation. This is exactly what this club's done to us. Look out, we're talking about merging people. This is what this, this is what this club. Just, just think about it. everyone's like, what? We, this is what this is what this club has done to us. Mate, people are listening to us right well, when they're listening to us. Then we're like, what the hell are these blokes talking about? Um, we've hit about fifteen different topics in the worst order possible. Either way, um, either way just blame the club. Look, yeah, I think just, it, it's always the club's fault. Yeah, but look, like, German, go back German to that work. honest point because what you said, JB, what you said is what I thought while I was while I was explaining my point. I thought, could you just play them on opposite wings? But I don't know that I want O'Brien and Cottrell in the same team on the same day. I don't want either of them in the same. <laughs> when Michael Gibbons okay, is back, we'll I prefer Gibbons we'll playing. Put, we'll put we'll put Setterfield on the wing then. No, oh yeah, because that really works, doesn't it? No, that's it. Probably that's do a better job. Well, regardless of all this, I think I think we should obviously address the fact that. 
this conversation has been very odd compared to previous episodes. <laughs> and it's simply because there isn't much more to say. The season is done. I mean, I'm sure there's still that mathematical chance. However, I don't think it's going to happen. We're not making finals. Our, our season will finish at the final sign of that GWS game. And quite frankly, the next two weeks are going to be massive in terms of what direction does the Carlton Football Club want to go in? There, there was a thing just put out just before we started recording. Um, you sent it to us, JB. It was SEN reporting that there's a, a meeting scheduled for this week. And I believe it's to discuss the findings of the review which I think that's something we'll definitely be discussing the, um, in the next and the episode. Of, the fate of several key figures, the headline. Yeah, so, headline the, so it's more, I'd say, yeah, it's regarding the review, but in in focus of the um, some of the key figures, which I'd assume would be the stuff like the, the coaches the, and yeah, back of back of house kind of stuff. So that's something I think that'd be really good to discuss once we've found out what's going on with that and hopefully they do disclose it which is unlike Carlton what happens however until then it's very much what do we want to see for the next two games what do we want to see moving into next season because there's no point fighting for a spot when clearly that's not what the club wants to do when they're playing half Sam Walsh off the half back line at the first bounce against Gold Coast so I mean, I look at it the next two weeks. I want to see kids get games. I want to see Samo back in the team. Samo should have been in the team. I, the only player who I want to see play who probably shouldn't be getting game is Mark Murphy. We've got him to 299, get him to 300. I'm happy to do that now. Season's done. Am I happy with how it's happened? No, but he's been with us through thick and thin. I want to see it. But other than that, I want to see kids getting games. I don't care if it means... You drop drop some players. I don't mind if Nick Newman has to get a rest. I don't mind if it means Plowman gets a rest. It's not it's not ideal, but yeah, surely if it um, means if it means yeah, like Kemp Kemp's the big one. I mean, how's he not got a game yet? Who's like realistically is it's probably Newman keeping him out right now. Now I really like Newman. I think he plays an important role, but he's not that important to the team at the end of the day. I mean, he hasn't really done much the last couple of weeks considering season's pretty much done as well. So, but I was going to say, I'd say aren't most of them injured. Yeah, that's the sad part, isn't it? Because isn't Corey Durden's injured, I think? Yeah, Durden. Jack, Jack Carroll, probably. Two, I'd, yeah. I mean, Carroll injured. Carroll's back. Oh, is he back? No, I, I hope I, he is. No, yeah, he I, can, I'm pretty sure he was playing VFL last week from I what, I, what I was I watching. I couldn't tell you. Well, even get Owies in. It looks like Betsy's going to be running around again next year. So give Eddie a, a two, an extra two weeks off for the rest of the, for his holidays and get Owies into into the team again. I don't know why he needed to be managed. He's one. He's a young another. And I know he's not young like all the other um, inexperienced players, but realistically, he's young on on experience. Um, he's only been on the list for a few years, but it's just about seeing these guys and seeing if they're actually going to make it because. We're in a position where we're going to have a new coach, most likely, a new senior coach. We're going to have new people in leadership positions at the club. I would expect that there's going to be a pretty major list turnover, or at least there's a lot of players who will be discussed. What what are they worth? Do we get rid of them? So how do we go about that? What, what are your thoughts, JB? What do you actually want to see? Like, is there anything specifically 
that you're hanging out to see that we haven't seen yet? Oh, apart from the every, it's apart from the play the kids motto, which is usually become which which has usually come a lot earlier in the season compared to this year. But yeah, play the kids. Obviously, if they're not injured, which I feel like they'll like. It's, don't hear much from the Carlton Football Club anymore. The Carlton, sorry, the Carlton. Um, no, it was the Corporate Football Club. I think the name change was. Yeah, that's right. Corporate Football Club. Yeah. Yeah, Corporate Football Club. Um, yeah. So um, that just like and I didn't like just a consistent style with like just no dumb things. Like if I say something like Walsh in the, in the back line again, I'd be kind of annoyed. Like things like that, just dumb things, just showing we haven't learned from any of our mistakes. I just think it comes back to just doing what would be expected of a normal person and doing that, you know? Don't surprise us. Don't surprise us. Uh, to to a us, point. Yeah, to obviously, but, you know, playing Walsh at halfback. We, we're going to go back to this every time. That's Starting Walsh at halfback. That's not a good surprise, mate. That's not a good surprise. You don't want to put your most damaging midfielder on the halfback line. What are you doing? How, you put, what you goes through your head Crips to think that's a good idea? Line. Put Cripps in the forward line or in the back line. Don't put Walsh there. That's different. Like Cripps, is, Cripps has that sort of dynamic element to him where and it, Cripps isn't that damaging anymore or of late. Yes, that's, what, no? that's, that's And that's my point. He hasn't been our best midfielder, so you can... No, so, but why... Yeah, again, like why are you dragging your best player out of his best position? Just play... Again, how many times are we going to say it? Play... People in their correct positions. And to be honest, I wouldn't think we'd be talking about playing Sam Walsh in his position. It's always been the, that, the that's Cunningham's, exactly the Chelsea Seaton's playing in their positions so they can have, actually have a chance to flourish. You're Walsh taking your Australian midfielder and putting him on halfback. Do you know what that reminds me of? Was it uh, 2006, 2007, where a former number 25 was put in the back line? And we copped oh, for the, off for the one quarter. Yeah, for the one quarter. And he had uh, he had six kicked off, kicked on him by the G train in one quarter or something like that. Yeah, that's what it reminds Just something dumb. Hey, what a surprise that happened. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Who would have thunk oh, it? Well. Afford it? Yeah. You know what's been the saddest part about this year? We've lost. I mean, we did our preseason uh, goals for the year and all that. And all of us had the the same goal the same realistic expectation of what we consider to pass or a fail. And we all said we wanted finals. So obviously we've failed in that regard. But the saddest part of this year is who we've actually lost to. We've lost to Gold Coast. We've lost to Collingwood. North. We've lost to North. Three of the worst teams in the league. Hawthorne's the only one that we didn't lose to in that group. And, and Adelaide, maybe. Yeah, I guess Adelaide you got to throw in there now. But And the saddest thing is as well, who's the best team we beat? Essendon? Yeah, because yeah, they're winning the flag this year. Yeah. But regardless uh, of all that rubbish, beating the eventual we they're, beat- gen- they're genuinely the best team we've beaten this year. Yeah, we haven't beaten anyone in the top eight. That's just pathetic. To. It's bizarre, isn't it? Mm. Because we... Um, I was going to use the Italian term. We, we, uh, pooped, our, we pooped ourselves against... <laughs> West Coast, which would have been a top eight team. Sydney, which would have been a top eight team. Port Adelaide as well. We had chances against Geelong as well. And the Bulldogs. There's three or four yeah. that could have easily been the other way. So we just um, cuck at the sloth there. So 
Um, I think I think it's more dialect though. I think yeah, Kakasoto, yeah. Might well, dare to use that phrase, so on. But yeah, we. But the thing is, we could have. That's the that's the thing I think that hurts as well. We could have. Yeah, I mean, there's just so think... many. Th- sorry, go, go look, ahead. Sorry, sorry, go. Uh, go I'm just saying, hey, it's just so bizarre to think that as good as we know we can be, the best team we've beaten in a year of football is Essendon. We've played every single team in the league, and the best team we beat was Essendon. You know what that is? And that was when Essendon were playing bad too. They've actually been playing a bit better lately. What that's like? It's like a a small club mentality. It's like Tottenham happy that they beat Arsenal, even though they've finished beneath them for 20 years. That's what it feels like. Very, very small club mentality. Sorry, what were you going to say, Tess? Feels like uh, I uh, lost my train of thought. We're doing that all tonight. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, there's there's there's, an, there's another train that's lost its train of thought as well. <laughs> Was that train ever being driven? Let's be honest. Bloody hell! Still the well, training wheels. Um, no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say. Um, we, we say we've been, you know, in all those games, which which we have, and people. I haven't heard this rhetoric as much lately, which I'm happy about because it's an absolute loss. crock. Yeah, but yeah, that that yeah. rhetoric and oh yeah, but we're only four goals off. Yeah, yeah, we're only four goals off. Um, you put someone like Alistair Clarkson at the helm, and we don't lose those games. I think because he's someone that will provide us with, and I don't mean to get into you know the Ross Lyon, Alistair Clarkson sort of stuff yet. But I think a coach who knows how to win will get us out of those games through structure and through knowing what to do and instruction, having been in those situations before and having turned those having turned those games around and finishing them off strongly. It's something that David Teague and his the assistants around him have no idea how to do, and that that's what's put us in the position that we are right now. You know, you know, the, the, this is something that applies to all parts of life. Tass, let me tell you, if you are swamped at work, but you get everything that you need to get done finished, you, you finish off everything, why do you get it finished by the time you're meant to get it done? What's the, what's the reasoning behind getting it done when it's due? It's because you don't want to get told off, isn't it? Well, that's true, yeah. You don't want to get told off, and it's the right thing to do, but you don't want to get told no, off. Don't, you don't want to get sacked, but yeah. That's... Yeah, but that's it. You don't want to get told off. You don't want to get sacked. You name it. Football is the same. You should be able to finish off the job. Because if you don't, you don't want to get told off. You should be scared to go to work if you haven't done what you're supposed to do. I know Clarkson, where you're going. Alistair Clarkson, players would be scared of him if, like, let's take the Bulldogs game, for example, regardless of the fact that they're a great team. We were smashing them. We were up by a lot. And then we absolutely choked it. Every yep. player on the team should have feared going to training on Monday. Yep, and I don't think they do with Teague. No, I don't think they do at all. Oh no, no. he's. I saw was it um Charlie Coon. Oh, he's a great guy to be around. He's a great guy. He loves the. Well, I mean, no, like, that's all. Well, that's all, you're allowed to be a great guy, really, but you've also you've got to be an authority really figure. Care about they don't. They were talking about Ed's two hundred. I think it was the Edge two hundredth. I think I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly, but it was something about just like, uh nothing about playing for him or anything. It's. I might have to find the exact tweet where it quoted him, but. It was more about like all what they really cared about Teague was that he was a good bloke. 
and and this is this is half the battle. I, I take it back to I, I recently. Uh, John John knows I did this. Like I don't know if you know, I did a coaching course for soccer about a month ago now, okay. um, and one of the things we keep talking about soccer tonight, but it's it's relating. Um, one of the things they told us was that you should never get involved in training. You should never be a part of training. Never, never go in there and, and play as well. You're the coach. You're not supposed to be playing. So it sort of keeps that barrier between you being the authority figure and you being one of their mates. It's like if um, you know what I mean. So what I'm trying to say is, it's like you shouldn't be hanging out with them. They, you, the the players shouldn't be your mates. Don't shoot you know me, wait. Yeah, same sort of premise. <laughs> in a different way i guess but yeah that's, that's sort of like, what i'm um, getting at <laughs> it's it's like you're the authority figure here you have their respect and they can like you that's fine but you shouldn't be getting involved in being their mates you know absolutely. like you're not there to be their mate you're there to tell them what to do which is going to help it's, them win the game that's all teacher, your job is as a teacher i understand 100 percent. you can be yeah. friendly you can be nice you can have a laugh with them but at the end of the day, you, you're the authority figure. You need exactly. to be able to, that, that that boundary has to be there it's at like, all um, times. It's like in the the military too. The sergeants don't fraternize with the the I guess the the cannon fodder, the privates. They don't yeah. because how are you meant to have laugh and joke with the same person that's going to be barking orders at you? They're not going to respect and really take orders from you if you're your mates. Like it, you need that you need that boundary there for sure, and that definitely yep. makes a whole lot of sense and it applies to I guess every every industry every situation where there's a leadership hierarchy and we can't even we can't even get that right which is not surprising but um yeah it yeah don't yeah but he wants to but he wants to be there because he wants to be one of the boys and he's one of the he's one of the good guys he's he's a good bloke but that- doesn't win your premierships and it's like that's what like we're sitting here talking about, it and and I bring up the coaching course I did was a bloody high level community coaching course. If they're telling me that in a community coaching course, I mean this is to go and coach under fifteens in community clubs. If they're telling me that in an under fifteens course, then what? Why are our coaches not employing the same principles? Well, this is basic principles of coaching. Why are they not employing the same principles? This is supposed to be one of the first things you learn. Don't get involved with the players. Don't socialize with the players. Don't be don't be their mate. Have them respect you and be likable, but make sure you're still the authority figure. They have yeah. to fear to listen to you. And it's like no one goes in, no one walks in there after a loss on a Monday morning and he's like, oh shit, we've got to face David Teague. You know? And and it's like you said, it's exactly what you said, Luke. It's it's just they're not scared of him. They're not scared no. of any of the coaches. And and don't get me wrong. It's not that we want the players to live in a state of fear. It's no. just, it's it comes back to that point is it's them doing their job and being held accountable. Like I said, if you do a job at work and you, you, you're swamped, but you still get it done, it's because you don't want to face the music the next day when you go to the office and get told off for not doing it. You don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to get sacked. It's yeah. the same thing. Players should have that same mentality. They should get absolutely flogged if they're not doing their job. So, that, I mean, that's something that I thought was worth bringing up. One other that, thing. When you play for the oh, current football club, that doesn't yeah, happen. Why, yeah, why do, you, why do you think I did my homework every night? I didn't want to get in trouble. 
Exactly. It's, it's, it's exactly. It all goes back to the premise, man. I had some, had premise. some scary teachers in my time. You don't, don't want to upset them, will you? Yeah. One, one more point to add to all this blabber is I, I've got a group chat with a bunch of my mates from uni and um, we talk footy every week. Every weekend is when it's most active because it's when the footy's on. And there's me and one other Carlton supporter in there and the rest of them go for Collingwood, St Kilda, uh, Richmond. There's a bunch of them. And me and the other Carlton supporter weren't even in this conversation when it was on. No, we weren't, in, we weren't talking. But I look back and it was all of these other supporters saying, how Carlton so bad? They've got the best spine in the league. And yet they're still so bad. They're losing to Gold Coast. They're getting outplayed by Gold Coast and they've got the best spine in the league. Weedering, Jones, Cripps, Walsh, Mackay, Kerno. It doesn't get much better than that. And yet it's just not producing results. JB. It's like, yeah, I was going to say, arguably, while Kerno didn't play the whole year, you've got arguably one to maybe two all Australians in your back line, one definite in your, fo- in your midfield and one in your forward line. And you still achieve nothing. Not even to get near the eight to achieve nothing. They've achieved nothing. We any, might other, need to... any other team, we'd, we might, any other team that would have an Australian or two potential defenders, a midfielder and a forward would be close to the eight at least. Would, would, I, would be in the eight. I was going to say, this would be a good one to send to useless AFL stats. What's the worst a team has done with three all Australians? Yeah. That's that's Probably a good. It'd be Carlton, Carlton, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, and then what? What's the next? And not and not and base then, it off where ladder position based on how many point, how many wins did they get in that season? Yeah, because it's it's a joke. It's uh, like man, it's 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 that. I mean, we're talking in cliches tonight, or at least I am. But it's yeah, are we a champion team or are we a team of champions? Currently, we're a team of champions. Team of champions never beats a champion team. Never. The sum of the sum of the parts is less than was it. What's the? I don't know. The no, part, mate. Don't don't give me on that parts, one. That one. I never get it they're right. They all them to get. It's like another. Actually, yeah, we'll go to a hip hop reference. The, like Wu Tang, they were they were better together than on their own. Yeah. Like um, so, like champion so team means that they they're set up well. They're coached well. You know, they have a structure to adhere to. They have a game Four plan. Whereas the just goes out and uses the their sum, talent. Yeah, the sum of the parts is less than like the result or something like that. Everyone that's listening will understand what I mean. I'm not a, not a quote bank, same. but everyone knows the sum of the parts. And you go through history, how many times where they've in any facet, any industry, there's been history like that, and most of the time it's yeah, it's all. It's all getting a bit tiring, tiring now, but um, yeah, but you're right with that. They should work a bit harder and a better team. We might have the better players. Everyone talks about our list, but to get out of it, to get the best out of it, you need to obviously play as a team and they're not doing that. You know, next week, um, what I'll do is I'm going to prepare sort of a hit or miss uh, segment with our list and I'm going to, I'll explain it all next week, but I think next week I'm going to bring up the list a lot more than we have already this season and just look at the real ins and outs of how our list is looking at the moment. I think it's worthwhile doing it now that the season's over. We more talk about how we move forward rather than the actual games itself. Uh, Obviously, we will still have our little chat about the game at the start, but I think it's important to look forward now and 
realistically the best reason for looking forward is as as we can clearly tell it's just upsetting looking back at how bad it's been so i think it's good to look forward into the future and we'll have a lot to talk about once all this um all the results from this review come out which is going to be fascinating uh, i assume david teague will still see out the year there's no point getting rid of him now for two more games but um there's so much to talk about there's going to be so much to talk about and I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited to get frustrated again. I sound like a broken record, but yeah, it's a fresh start for the Blues coming up. Um, do you want to look towards next week then against Port Adelaide? Is there anything more you want to say before we look towards next week's game? But I was going to ask you guys now, just briefly, um, mm-hmm. a stay or go sort of situation for yeah. the football department. Okay, yeah, um, let's do it. I want to know your opinion because there's a couple in here that I am differing with a few people that I've spoken to. Um, so first one is David Teague. For me, go, obviously, for you guys. I think it's 50-50, to be honest. I think, look, realistically, I don't think he's cut out for it, so I'd say go. However, I, I see the reasoning for keeping him. I look back at, realistically all of our coaches in the past 15 years. And I don't think they've been given a long enough stint to do what they wanted to do. You look at like a Buckley. He was in the bin for a good four years or so. He took over that club, sent them backwards, but he got them to a flag in the end. Now, Good obviously, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's great. Isn't it? Uh, he got them competing for a flag. He got them competing for a flag. And Teague, on another day where their runner wasn't um, yeah, uh, in the wrong Realist- place, could have won. And realistically, they should have won that game. So I look at that and I look at Teague. And realistically, Teague's win percentage, it's not the worst. It's probably actually one of the best we've had in a long time. He's just shy of 50%, which isn't a good win percentage, don't get me wrong. But it's the best we've had in a while. But at the end of the day, I just don't think he's getting enough out of this list. So I'll say no. Um, I'll put the assistant coaches as one whole. Actually, no, I won't. Cameron Bruce. What's he do? The forward? The forwards. I'd no. keep him. I'd keep him, see oh. what he does. John? I'd say no, considering how unstructured the whole forward line and it wasn't Luke Howard the forward coach? No, no, it was more development and then transition to midfield once. We'll, um, we'll, get, to, we'll get to them. Okay. Um, once John Barker got Dale there. Amos. Go. I'll say, you're going to have to tell me which what they do. because uh, Defensive coach. Uh, his job, would his job if he stays, it'd be on the back of Jacob Wiedering and Wayne Jones. Actually, I've got a question with that. Is a defensive coach, and I, you probably won't know the answer, is that the defensive work for the whole team or is it just the defenders alone? Because as a team, we are the worst line, defensive team coach. in the league. He's the line coach, yeah. The line, line coach, coach he's doing all right. Six. So he's a 50-50 for me, but I'm still, but I feel he's been through the shit, so. If he stays, he'd be on the back of our friends, Jacob and William. Yeah. Luke Power. Keep. Yes. John? Yes. Yes. All right, me too. Uh, okay, for the reserves coach. Go. Same problems as the seniors, so I don't know whether it's his fault or whatever. Obviously, it's hard when you've got no AFL listed players. Usually, it's always a big disadvantage when they're all bloody injured. So, 
Yeah, yeah but we, we still shouldn't be losing to Northern Bull Ants yeah, in the exactly. reserves. The only, yeah, I'd say, yeah, exactly. When they've got none, they've got no AFL list of players, obviously not affiliated. So, yeah, I'd say, say yeah. But well, if, it's, if it takes more resources to find a new one, then you will just keep him for another year or two. Uh, I don't think he he's might, an issue. Um, he might do. He might do a bit better if we weren't injured. Yeah, everybody. I don't think he's an issue so much. Um, Compared to the Andrew other. Russell, go! I cannot stand that man. And he can jog out of here. How no can car. a man with so much experience in the industry have so many of his players getting injured at training, not in games? I've said this so many times on the podcast, but yeah, for that reason alone, gotta go. I'm sorry. And it's not and, the we, first. And, and all and all and sorry, um, I'll keep going just for a second. Um, and all this work, high performance coach. Yet we're still unable to run our games, so he's obviously not doing the job he's meant to be doing. Sorry, JB. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not the first time we've got a big name like high performance kind of guy and failed because in Mick Maltas bring his guy over. Yep. Who's currently married to Kano's daughter, I believe. Daughter? No, sorry. Whose daughter's currently married to Ed Kuno. I was gonna say, damn, that's young. (laughs) (laughs) Bit weird. Might have to call the authorities on that one. But um yeah for me, but I think he might be saved by the fact that his pay packet's too big. And if we get rid of him now it'd incur on the Soft caps. I think either he finds another role that can still use his expertise, but maybe doesn't have as much control because he looks like he's cooking up a lot more things than and turning it up for the worst. But if he's because he's got one more year, so just boot him off next year, I reckon. That that sorry, I was I, I just want to say can, that mentality. You're you're right in what you said, but that mentality is why we're a loser club. Thanks if he's not doing loser. his job, sack him. Get yeah, rid of him. It doesn't matter how long. About, no, no. You, the soft you cap's make, a big issue at the moment. Well, you if, make you figure it out. If it's already an issue, what's 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 another issue on top of it? Realistically, that's what I was going to say. Or you find you find another role for him for the next year where he doesn't have as much influence or ability to screw things up. Because if what's he on like a million and the and the soft cap's like six, seven or something. But he he's he's taking up a big chunk of that and to sack him that year. We can find someone else to put the cones out the the year after. <laughs> I, I I just worry that it's not like I I get the the injury management in terms of load management stuff, injuries at training that that sort of perspective. We've got way too many injuries at training that shouldn't be happening. Um, but what I worry about is the fact that, and again, rumors unconfirmed. No one would know anyway because we're not in at the club is that David Teague has been overruling Andrew Russell in terms of player fitness when coming back from injury. That's something Saying that's that. been going around. Saying that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, that, that brings back very much Brendan Bolton sort of... Uh, Micromanage. That's, that, yeah, that, that was the big kick on Bolton at the club. So if that's the case, well, then Andrew Russell should get a chance to prove himself. But again, but I think as well we with... Andrew Russell, you can't obviously you can say whatever you like about the fitness. He's done, I think, touch wood, touching all the wood around. He's done very well with Charlie Kuno to say. Yeah. 
Ewoks all have fit. Ewoks. Yeah, it was you say that. A hard However, challenge. You've got you've got the, fra- the fragile future of the football club, on. and you have got to treat him as carefully as. But what possible. about Crips? What about Crips? Oh, then he might. He I, might be. I think someone's got to tell Crips him what those rumors are about. Sorry. I think. I think. Yeah, go on, John. Yeah, Crips, but I think it's more him wanting to play as well. Yeah. He's got to. Yeah, but every footballer wants to play. Every footballer yeah, everyone's going to make gonna see, someone's going to make the decision for him. Obviously, Kerno can't play, and there's no chance Teague was going to say he's well, playing. Well, well, realistically, Crips has been playing with broken bones before. Yeah, but that's not the point, playing. Luke. The point is that the point is that why are we why is he being picked? It doesn't matter if he wants to play or not. If you don't get picked, you're not playing. At the end of the day, the coach and the match committee pick the team. If he's not fit, he shouldn't be playing. It's as simple as that. Mm. No, I it doesn't see. matter. I, really I, fall, I, I that hear your point. Fall under, I hear your point. That doesn't fall under Russell. I think Russell's kind of guys when he's got take. If, if if that were to be true, and to be honest, if it would happen, it doesn't surprise me one bit. I'm not the only person to mention then, it too. People have it, said to it, me it does explain a fair bit in regards to that because Zach Williams has done his hamstring what, two three times now. Yeah, mm, I'm getting worried about Williams's hammies. If it yeah, keeps happening, 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 it's not good. He always does something every game. He's always sore or something. Um, anyway, continuing what I was saying. Um, the other two, the other three I wanted to cover off were Brad Lloyd. Shrug my shoulders. Uh, I, Gone. The, I, Get rid of him. He could, he could walk down the street. I got no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd that's half seen him. I'd say gone, but in saying all this, like I've said gone for a lot of play, a lot of people, how, how many gones is too many gones? Do you worry None. if we send too many? Not now. Okay. Now there is no such thing as too many gones. I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that because I agree because I know that that's a thing. You got to think about is, is too much change over good or bad or I think it's not a problem anymore. What, what's what, like the way I think of it now is what's the difference between finishing 14th and 18th? There is none. A better way you're not A better draft yeah. pick. You know, it's better to finish 18th then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the other one was Nick Austin, recruiting list manager. Don't know yet. Um, loose managers always takes a bit longer to really see, isn't it? I think you I keep find. him. I, I don't see a reason not to keep him. I agree. Because, I mean, he was tasked with getting, I guess, higher profile recruits, and I think he did that pretty well without... Uh, Overcompromising draft in the future, like some clubs have for some players. I agree. Like facade. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Saying... you see what? I'm... Yeah, like in terms of that, I think he's done well, despite how bad or well you might have think Sard and McGovern and might have played. Not on McGovern. McGovern was Silvani's. Sard and Williams might play or whatever. But um, he did he did well in that regard to get them for I guess without compromising kind of like you could assume with some trades where they've given up everything and hasn't mm. really worked out yeah I mean, yeah i don't think he's done that okay and last one and this one's not football department related kane little it's kane it's a kane from marketing um <laughs> on on one i because yeah i think because he had the issues with silvani as well where he was kind of overreaching in that department and that I didn't like that and I was kind of still always pissed off about how Silvani kind of left considering what he did I, I think it was pretty well considering how, how much of a shit we were in but um, obviously but in terms of the marketing 
that business corporate side, I don't think you can really fault him. Yeah, I'm 50-50 on him. I, 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 I kind of agree with you on that one. Like in terms of the actual marketing, I don't think he's doing a bad job at all. However, as you say, it's so business-oriented. Like there's nothing more than business in his head, I think, which I mean, I guess you need that. I don't know. What do you think, Tass? I'll play devil's advocate. I want him gone. I want him gone. I we'll get um, I, I look at every appointment that he has made and take away from the marketing stuff because we've praised him enough on this podcast about all the marketing and the business side and all that. We've done enough, we've praised that enough. It's not about that anymore. I look at every appointment he's made and it's a failure. In terms of he's, he's appointed, he's appointed a recruiting manager as a football manager in Brad Lloyd. He's appointed a decent assistant coach as a senior coach when we said we didn't want training wheels. And I don't care if we were backing David Teague back then either. Everyone was on his high horse about, you know, the fact that we had a good back half of 2019. They still picked a guy that had training wheels when they said they didn't want someone with training wheels. Yep. And I don't care what anyone says. Judd was the director of football. The Judd, what Judd says goes. So what says to me, what that says to me is that Kane Little overrid, overrode, had overridden Judd in that decision. We also have a marketing guru in a CEO role, um, which is another issue in itself. Um, and the last one I had written down, uh, no, actually that's it. They're the only three I had written down. Um, Sylvani issue with the whole Yeah, and, and the Sylvani issue. You have a guy who is an experienced list manager who has proven track record of being of doing it well. I mean, GWS's list is enough in itself. And yes, they were handed numerous amounts and endless amount of picks and gifts. Gold Coast were, Gold Coast were as well and they didn't That's my point. nearly as took, well. Took the words out of my mouth. Um, and he's, you know, Sauce made moves that put us in a better position than we were before. And I don't care what anyone says, oh, he traded one pick for four players or he did this, he did GWS that. Was- All of that was in a strategy to make the club better. Silvani said when they kicked him out that the coaching group wasn't good enough and they didn't listen to him and now look where we are. We're sitting here with, we're sitting here with our hands behind our backs looking like absolute idiots for hoping for finals at the start of the year. I think this club needs a clean out there's, there's from head one. to toe. We don't have enough time to talk about the board and I'm not going to get into that now. But I just think there needs to be serious change for this football club to change the culture. And that's the only thing that's going to do it because people drive culture. There's one person you haven't mentioned in this, and I don't even know what the goes with this person. John Warsfold. Who the fuck I still haven't that? seen him. Hang on, that's the guy that was appointed in some sort of capacity this at the end of the, at the start of the year, wasn't he? Yeah, as an and as an advisor. I Who's still John haven't McCown? seen him. I, I still haven't seen him. him. Who is that guy? Is he still on the books? If so, he, if so, it is daylight robbery. And it's another dumb Cullen's decision. Or was he doing an NBA 10-day contract kind of thing? Because I I, I saw... No, he was we doing saw, a... We've seen nothing of him. He was doing a he David Villa A-League guest player. No, he was doing a government job, work for nothing, do, uh, do no work for all pay. Uh, he just applied for all the jobs so he could apply for job seekers. Just, that yeah, he just applied to be a minister. 
<laughs> he just somehow got the gig. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to the no, he just He's just like, hey, do you want free money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And then we've wondered, like, hang on. We've had him in this capacity this whole time. Why don't we use R? Oh. But now he's kind of... Wow. Yeah, I was thinking about that, I think, a couple of weeks ago. It's like, hang on. Yeah, haven't heard anything from Westfold. It'd be yeah. funny if you go... You, there's probably too many posts to scroll back through, but you could go on the Insta, and I'm sure they'd be they would have archived the post. Make sure that's just, <laughs> that that whole thing just been deleted from history. Yeah. That's... Oh, would you look at that? Here's another one from the Cult Marketing Club. Free coffee thanks to our friends at Macca's. Great. That'll cheer me up from this weekend. I'd rather have the Big Mac. <laughs> or, a, or or the all the cheeseburgers or the sausage muffins, which have been quite good recently. Get me something good or, or anything else I could actually use because I have coffee at home and it's much better there. Exactly. I think we should uh, we should move on because we shouldn't be talking about macas on this thing. Just gonna make myself hungry. Um, <laughs> I think I we. Could, uh, I'll we'll quickly go over next week's game. We've got we've got Port. Obviously, Port's in the top eight right now. Um, I'm going to put it out there. I think we're going to lose by 11 points. Tass, what are you thinking? Um, I was actually going to say we're going to win, but then I found out Harry Mackay isn't playing. So yeah, I don't think we're winning this one now. I thought it was going to be a St Kilda sort of setup, but since Mackay's not playing, I don't think we stand a chance. So I reckon we'll lose by a hefty margin, maybe 30, 35. Yep, JB. John, it'd be less than 10. And one thing, one, and I'm going to make one prediction. Charlie Kerner will be our only forward and he'll play on someone else. And we'll keep bombing it on his head and Aaliyah Aaliyah will have 20 intercept marks. Uh, we've just found out that, uh, just come out right now, that Doherty has, his testicular cancer's come back and he's going back into chemo, which is... So disappointing, as he's a champion of the club. Poor guy. Poor guy's had a bad. And honestly, it's just so sad to hear because he's someone who's always he's bled blue since the day stepped into the into the club, and that's just really sad to hear. I mean, we can only wish him the best for what is to come over however long it needs to take. We can only hope that he recovers soon enough, but. Gee, that's a real kick in the guts. Puts it into, that just took the wind out of my sails um, instantly. Puts all this um, puts all this discussion a bit into into perspective. As it, well. I, it, I was going to say it actually makes me it actually makes me realise I'm getting worked up over something that's not as important as as I make it out in my head. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. yeah. Obviously, thoughts and best wishes to Docker and his and his family. So it's going to be a another rough rough time after what he's already been through yeah you can only hope that it just he comes back whether he comes back to footy or not you just hope he gets better and doesn't have to deal with it again because it's terrible with even think about um well on that note let's lie in the mood i've got a forgotten blue this week and this one is a name that i didn't really think i'd ever say again Actually, that's a lie. I definitely would have brought it up at some stage. So, <laughs> this player, let me see. Ah, oh, I've got the blue zine. I should have taken notes. I'm 
forgot to do the notes. We've, we've, we've made them a, it's like Carlton. We've made a mistake a million times. Still haven't done anything to correct it. All right. I'm, I'm going to just go straight in. This play was born 17th of November, 1988. He was picked up by Richmond at selection 73 in the 2006 national draft from the Bendigo pioneers. Uh, Oh God, there's hands up. Andrew Collins. Yep. There you go. Andrew <laughs> Collins already. Um, basically Sean Grigg. He was traded for Sean Grigg. I'm not going to go into all the details about him, but as everyone knows, he's famous for kicking what three goals when he was knocked out. <laughs> he kicked three goals in the last quarter when he was concussed. It came out later that, in the, later that week that he was concussed, and he won us that game. I'm pretty sure. It's like um Aiden Hazard, hat trick while drunk. Yeah. So um another footballing um. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. There's it's not funny how he can kick really. three knocked out and some can't even kick one, and they've got the all the other the food and everything, their peak physical performance and. Yeah, he kicked three knocked out. Jeez. Yeah, he played thirty six career games, eleven at Carlton. Kicked twenty nine career goals and six at Carlton. Last game round 19, 2012 against Sydney. So, yeah, Andrew Collins. There you go. That's a name for you. I mean, I just remember for... seeing him running out in the helmet, and um, mm. yeah, geez, looking back, we gave up Sean Grigg for that. Premiership, Premiership Ruckman. Yeah. Hey, Jack Silvani's better. It's fine. Yeah, we'll Honestly, how could Silvani be in that role? Just well, want to point that out. I think, would we have six hitouts to advantage? I think he had four of them. There you go. Sums it up. Mackay had well, the other one, I think. But the, yeah. Well, I think it's time to end things there. Um, plenty to talk about in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Stay positive, blue baggers. Uh, the way I'm looking at it is the only way is up. I mean, I know we can go down on the ladder, but at least we get a better draft pick. So the only way is up. And um, we can only hope that everyone enjoys the rest of the season, enjoys the football while it's on. And hopefully everyone in lockdown right now is um, getting outside and having a bit of fun when they get the chance. And everyone's handling all this nonsense as best as they possibly can because at the end of the day, it's just footy. It's just footy, boys. This Doherty thing's thrown me off now. I'm, I'm, oh, I've lost it. Anyway, any final words you boys want to say? Oh, um, just uh, tell me, what time? What time is the game being confirmed? The date and time? It should have, I think. It's probably it's Sunday four forty. Because I'll just, I'll just make sure I'm not watching it. Jesus, I don't think it has been yet. Oh, I might be I'll wrong. Make sure, I'll make sure to be busy. That, that, at that no, point. they haven't yet. Well, no, not yet. I think um, until next time, go Blues. Go Blues. All the best to Sam Blockity. Go Blues.